Hey all you Warhammer players and all you non-Warhammer players. I'm all day 40k and welcome to episode one of my first vlog podcast or whatever you want to call it. This is a place that is devoted entirely towards like newer players getting off the ground, uh, getting and joining the competitive side of the scene. Um, by no means am I the guru, by no means am I a top tier competitive player. Um, those guys are like the art of war and stat check. Like those channels are for those people who want to become like gods at the game. Here, I'm just going to help you develop the confidence to get started um, and just talk about general Warhammer topics along the way, like, you know, the rest of the hobby does um, in general. So today's topic is actually around the actual cost of Warhammer. There is a, a lot of misconceptions that are kind of true. So it's like, you know, stereotypes. There's always truth somewhere um, when it comes to Warhammer. Now... The most, like, the biggest one that you're going to hear is that it's an extremely expensive hobby, which is true. But when compared to any other, like, big hobby, like if you're into woodworking or magic cards, uh, golf, there is always additional costs that come with the more you get into the game. Um, there's always nuance around it. So that's what we're going to talk about today is busting down those nuances and giving an example around those costs. So let's jump into the nuance. First, let's address the most. The elephant in the room is that Warhammer will cost a lot, and it will. So if you are interested in joining this hobby, let me just very clearly state it now. It is not a cheap hobby, and you have to be ready and willing to spend the money in order to enjoy the hobby as much as you can. Um, there's a bit of, you know, nuance around the board in terms of when you when you pay that money. There are more upfront costs than most hobbies. Um, but it can be spread out a bit. And as long as you remain a bit more focused, it doesn't have to be gargantuanly expensive. If you're looking to start an army, uh, you can expect to spend roughly $1,000 on that army. And that's give or take a few hundred in actually either direction, depending on the army that you choose. If you're willing to be a bit more patient, then upfront costs can be much lower than that. Probably the two to three hundred dollar range. If you go and grab a uh, combat patrol, which is like a starter kit for any one forty k army, and then you just get the paint you need for that kit, as long as well as like the basic modeling expenses. Um, there's plenty of content we'll talk, and we'll talk more in the future about like what you absolutely need to get the off the ground. But combat patrol is going to cost you anywhere between one twenty and two hundred dollars. Um, usually 160 is the, is the cap for the kit itself. And then you are going to need some paint, which includes primer and whatever hobby paint you decide to go with. Um, and then a few basic tools, uh, like, uh, a pair of nippers to cut the things out and then, uh, a razor blade to help clean up the plastic, um, and then glue to get everything pieced. That first box of stuff is going to take you time to build paint and put on the table, and then you want to play games with that first box of stuff at that point value. So Games Workshop actually gives you like, hey, this is an entire format for 500 points. And most game stores that you go to try to run events that are combat patrol focused. Those games aren't very long lasting. You're only playing with 500 points of stuff. Um, and it's a really good way to get started into the game. 
But if you're going to get hooked on the hobby, what I think is really important to note is that you're just going to jump in. So that, you know, $800 to $1,200 cost for most armies is pretty real. Um, let's talk about one of the cheaper-ended armies. So Chaos Knights or Imperial Knights, those armies to get off the ground, you you can spend as little as like $635-ish, you know, taxes on just the plastic, and then maybe 50 bucks, maybe 100 bucks on like all the paint and, and basing supplies you want to have to like try to make them look as cool as possible. Um, and then on a slightly higher end to get a 2,000 point army on the board is something like Imperial Guard. Now, this isn't the highest end, um, but Imperial Guard, you're paying like 80 cents a point um, for those 2,000 points. So like an $1,100, $1,200 army um, because you generally want to have more stuff. Um, and any army that wants more stuff uh, is going to take more points. And there's some unjustly costed armies. For example, if you're just starting, the Adeptus Mechanicus is the worst army to start your game in because, they're, number one, they're difficult to play. Number two, they're the most expensive pointed um, army in the game because you are paying roughly a dollar, if not more than a dollar, per point you put on the table, which is crazy. Um, so do be careful of which army you decide on. And you can, like, look at a list online and then just, like, create the checkout at, like, the Warhammer store uh, or Amazon or wherever you want to start buying your models. I would recommend that you do pay for them at your local games workshop store um, or just hobby store in general because they have oftentimes discounts and you're supporting your local community. Now, the last point I want to make when it comes to that, you know, thousand buck rule. There are people always looking to buy, sell and trade stuff. So check Facebook Marketplace, check your um, uh, your local Craigslist and then eBay. You, you will find armies for drastically less money. You can also just go into your local gaming store and see if they're a buy, sell or trade location and see if somebody sold them an army. Um it's a normal thing. It's not hard to find that stuff. Like used models are everywhere. And the cool part about, you know, buying all these models is that they don't really go away in the hobby. It's very rare that things get legended. Um, and that means that they just don't exist in the natural state of the game anymore. So that model you pop that you, you know, built, painted and put together or purchased from somebody else that they, that they maybe painted, built, um, you can, feel that for years to now here's the thing it is a money pit when it comes down to it there's some longevity to that money pit because you can continue playing with those models for a very long time and depending how much effort you put into them there could be actually a lot of value in there when it comes to like the painting and stuff um you just have to put them away at times like there are people who fade in and out of the hobby all the time if you're a competitive player the cost will actually go up considerably. But that is true for anything that you want to play competitively. If you're trying to play magic cards competitively, you have to spend a lot of money on magic cards. If you are trying to play um, golf competitively, you have to, well, you don't have to, but you tend to buy more clubs uh, and you tend to buy um, cooler and nicer things, golf clubs. There's, a, I mean, there's industries around these things. Same thing for Warhammer. Um, the more that you dive into the competitive side of things, the more you have to keep up with what is like strong at the moment. That is more your motive than anything else. Now, let's say that you're more of like a hobbyist, someone who really wants to get into the painting side of things. 
it's the same. The longer you are in the hobby, you will spend more money on the hobby um, because you want to try that new paint. You want to try and you want to get better brushes. You want to get different like hobby aids to uh, to make things cooler and better. Um, so you end up spending more time in general building and painting. Now, one of the reasons that it becomes such a big money pit is because a lot of people are like me, where I have one, two, three armies on this shelf. I literally, literally like yesterday, just sold one of my armies. And then in boxes, I have another army that I'm getting ready to build. I just like to build, paint, and play with different stuff. But I do focus on one typically more than others. Anyone else playing or doing this hobby can very easily just not do that and just have the one army that they focus on. Now, if there is a real cost to this army, because all hobbies incur expenses, no matter what you do. Um, but if there is a real cost, it is time. Any one game of Warhammer, so like a standard game, let's say a 2,000 point game between two players um, playing with standard Warhammer rules, as they are, should last anywhere between 90 minutes and three and three hours at most, okay? Um, because that's tournament format. It's three, a three-hour game, and they design it to, like, live within that window. When you're a newer player, those windows are much wider. So most of your games, because you're getting used to everything, are going to take between three and five hours. Um, that time will go down considerably. Depending on my opponent, we get through games in 45 to 90 minutes most of the time, and that's with full 2,000-point armies and tournament standards. If you do not practice wargaming, you do not get better at it. It's that simple. You do have to put in a lot of work. Um, most competitive players get in one, if not two, games a week, so you can expect anywhere between four and six hours of gameplay a week to really kind of at least even come close to matching your investment. As a collector and, and someone maybe doing more competitive stuff, it's often actually hard to find specific units, um, especially if you tend to work through uh, like your local gaming store, for instance. Depending on how active your area is, that stuff might sell out really quickly. And a lot of the times the store will only carry one or two boxes of any one unit. And some units require multiple boxes to actually field an entire one if you're trying to do that. Otherwise, you have to find them on eBay, trade, whatever, in order to reach those uh, those quotas or whatever unit counts that you're looking to hit. If you're getting into the tournament circuit, you're looking, so like an RTT, um, which is the smallest kind of tournament that's like usually up to 22 players in most cases, um, you're looking at a full day. That's a nine-hour day at least of three games. Um, so you're looking at closer to 10 or 11 hours because there is like the introduction, you have to be there on time, three actual games, a lunch, and then like there's the award ceremony at the end. Then you have your GTs, which are usually two-day events where you have five rounds. You play three on the first day, two on the second. It's an entire weekend. You usually have to travel to get to one of those. Um, so there's planning around it. So it's like multiple days of throwing yourself at the hobby yet again. And then there are majors. And those majors are three-day events. So those are usually eight games from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Three on Friday, three on Saturday, two on Sunday. Um, depending on the major, you might be in a shadow round, which involves uh, taking all of the undefeateds and throwing them at each other so that you only have the top eight um, to compete in the very last set of games. And like, if you're a player who thinks that they're going to make all eight of those games, 
you have to be prepared for that. And sometimes your tournament is, ends very short because you're not undefeated to that point. So it's planning and potential letdown, but you still allocated the time. If you decide to join the painting side as a very serious part of the hobby, and you can be both a serious competitor and a serious painter, um, models will take like a single model can be like 10, 15 hours of painting. I know a guy who put 20 or 30 hours into every one of his like nights, which is in a crazy, which is crazy, but like is an extremely rewarding skill to develop. Um, and the people who really like to paint tend to just dive into it. I love painting. I'm not super great at it, but I've gotten better at it with every model that I've painted, and it's very fun. And then the final tidbit, and this isn't something that isn't good, that's like going to grab everybody, um, but that's the, the the insane amount of lore. This game's been around for like 40-something years at this point. Uh, and there has just been books upon books upon books written. Like the Black Library is just an insane amount of written text about about these fictional characters. Um, every single faction has extremely deep lore. So if you're one of those junkies who gets into that bit, it's it, it Warhammer can consume all of your time that you don't spend working and spending with your family and friends. Um, that is the true cost of Warhammer. But uh, to summarize this bit here, let's talk about it. So yes, Warhammer is extremely expensive, um, especially as time goes on. Upfront costs aren't nearly as high as you think they might be, as long as you're willing to take your time. Uh, and when it comes to time, that is the true cost of the game. So any hobby that you venture into is going to take from you. Warhammer is one of them that is going to take a little more in both time and money. So if you're still interested in playing, please get into it. It's an extremely, extremely rewarding time. And that about wraps it up for like costs when it comes to Warhammer. There's of course more. There's things I miss. But thank you so much for being here. Uh, please like, subscribe leave a review or wherever I managed to get this up. I extremely appreciate it. You can also find me on TikTok, all day 40K. Um, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And I hope that you guys have a great day. We'll see you the next time around.